Thanks for checking out the Oasis Church podcast from Camden, Arkansas. Each week we share the message from our Sunday worship service. Join us anytime. More information at camdenoasischurch.com. Well, it looks like we've had a few more trickle in oh, during the worship, so it's good to see all of you and good to have you this morning. If you will, go ahead and turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I apologize that the verses won't be up on the screen this morning. Um, oh, well, that's on me. But Ephesians chapter 6, we'll begin reading in verse 18. Verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, for whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Well, I heard a story one time about uh, an evangelist who was preaching a, um, a revival meeting at an old Baptist church. Remember them revival meetings we talked about a few weeks ago? And after his sermon, he invited anyone in the congregation that wanted, um, oh, oh, that wanted personal prayer to come up to the front and that he would pray for them. And so, well, about halfway through this line of people that had come forward stood this big, intimidating man. And, well, he got up to him and the preacher said, and what is your prayer request, sir? And, and, the, big, and the big man said, preacher, I need you to pray for my hearing, and so the, uh, the, uh, the preacher lifted his hands up and put his hands over his ears and prayed fervently for restored hearing. And so then he got done praying and he looked up at the man. The preacher said, well, sir, how's your hearing now? And the big guy kind of looked at him a bit confused and said, I don't know. It's not till Wednesday at the courthouse. So I guess, I guess prayer can be different for everyone, and we all have different prayer requests. Well, it's good to see all of you back this week, um, back in the Lord's house. Hey, the snow was nice for a little while, but uh, after a while, I just get to thinking that if he's going to wash me whiter than this snow, he's got a lot of washing to do because that was a lot of snow, man, a lot of snow. Well, I hope you got a chance to tune in last week um, as we continued in our little series that we're calling Well-Rounded, and we're looking at some of the core attributes of what what it looks like to be a well-rounded church member. First, we, we talked about being a faithful church member, and we, we saw how a faithful church member is someone that is diligent in serving and someone that you can count on. Uh, you're actively in the game, not sitting on the bench, letting everyone else do the work and play the game. And then last week, we looked at being a focused church member and how that's a person who is focused on eternal things and the mission of the church. Um, their priorities are in the right places, and they understand that their home is in heaven and that you are a citizen of heaven, but there's still work to do here. And so today, we're going to look at the final thing that makes a well-rounded church member, and that is a prayerful church member, a prayerful church member. And I'd venture to say that if you are proficient in each of these three areas, then we are well on our way to being what the Lord wants us to be as church members and what a pastor wants to see out of his church members and be that kind of church member. But, 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 but what, what makes these so special? What makes these three qualities of a church member so special? And what I'm starting to learn is, is that these three are the things that are on me. These all depend on me. See, all the spiritual gifts, oh, they'll come over time. 
all the um, of all the all, all the fruits of the Spirit. They will come over time. Your spiritual gifts are already within you. Whenever the Holy Spirit indwells you, whenever you are saved. But these three things are entirely up to me. The Lord wants me to be faithful, but He's not going to make me be faithful. The Lord wants me to be focused, but He's not going to make me be focused. And He wants me to be prayerful, but He won't make me pray. And what I'm starting to see is that it's no coincidence that these are the things that the devil attacks most often because he knows that he can keep you from being faithful if he can keep your attention on other things. He can keep you from being focused if he can put your priorities on something else that's not the Lord or the church or serving his people. And he wants to keep you from praying because he knows that if he can keep you from praying, then he's keeping you from tapping into a power that he cannot compete with. He'll say, prayer doesn't work. It's, it's not very effective. You know, well, God doesn't really hear it. God's not listening. It just, it just makes you feel better. And let me tell you something, church, as, as we get into the lesson this morning, there is nothing more dangerous for the gates of hell than a praying church. There's nothing more dangerous. And I'm not talking about just blessing the food or, you know, just a transition in the church service, but I'm talking when that really becomes who we are, when that really gets woven into the fabric of our identity as a church, there's nothing that can stop us. And so for just a little bit this morning, I want us to look at why prayer is important. And then I just, I just want us to pray. I just, oh, well, you know, with this season that we're in right now, we really haven't had a chance or an opportunity to just collectively as a body lift up our hearts up to the Lord and call on him to, to bless our church and to bless us as we move forward in this season. And so I'm going to give us a little time at the end for us to do that, where I'll just, you know, I'll just walk us through some things that we can be praying about and some things that we can bring to the Lord and hopefully continue to pray for in the coming weeks and months. So let's get back to Ephesians 6 for right now. Paul says in verse 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Now, we've got to stop right there because we're missing something if we just start reading at verse 18, which I did to begin with, but it was leading into this. But what, 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 I don't know what Bible translation that you're reading from. I'm generally an NIV guy. But whenever I read this, I also understand that I've read enough Paul to, to know that he doesn't like periods. He only likes using commas, really. So this whole section is one big, long sentence. So to understand verse 18, we need to go back and read verse 17. Well, let's go read verse 17. He says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, that's interesting. The famous armor of God passage, right? Right before he starts talking about prayer. And I think it's interesting because if the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit, and we are to pray in the Spirit on all occasions, then, then prayer must be the means by which we use that sword. So number one, I don't have any points to put on the screen for you, but if you're taking notes, number one is that you should be a prayerful church member because prayer is your greatest weapon. Prayer is our greatest weapon. And I think the problem with a lot of our prayer is not that we don't do it, because I think we do. But I think we use it too much for defense instead of offense. You see, if you're looking at the armor of God passage, there's already a shield. It's the shield of faith, right? 
And that shield is used for defense. But I think too often we only see prayer as a shield. We only use it when the arrows of the, uh, of the devil are flying at us, when our backs are against the wall. And Paul's like, no, prayer is an offensive weapon. It's how you wield the sword of the Spirit. The Word of God is the sword, but prayer is the action of you picking up that sword and using it. And Paul says, pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Literally, anything and everything that comes up, you should be praying about it, not waiting until that's all you have left to do. Well, in a famous American evangelist, John Bunyan, once said, you can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. I remember my mom would, would, would pull this kind of stuff all the time. You know, I'd be working on something or trying to fix something, whatever, and I'm just, I'm just not a happy camper at the moment. And she'd walk in and she'd notice that I'm just, I'm just hot and, you know, I'm just ready to give up. And she'd say, well, what's going on? And I'd tell her kind of what's going on. She said, well, did you pray about it? I said, no, Mom, I didn't, I didn't pray about it. She said, okay, well, let's pray about it. I'd just be like, ugh, okay, fine. And so we'd pray about it, and I, I assume you can guess what happened next. It usually started working or it turned out fine, and then I'd get more mad because I realized that's all I had to do at the beginning, and then it was just a cycle. But I would, I would, I would get frustrated because then I'd realize that all I had to do at the beginning was just pray about it and probably would have all been fine. But haven't we all experienced that at some time or another? Like, haven't we all realized at one time that, that, that if we ended up praying, that, that we usually ended up praying too late? We ended up using it for defense instead of offense. And that is one thing that separates a well-rounded church member from the rest is because they pray in all things at all times, like Paul says. Prayer is our greatest weapon. But number two, prayer shows us the will of God. Prayer shows us the will of God. Yeah, you, you, oh, you know how you hear Christians all the time saying, you know, I just want to I wanna do the will of God, or I just wish I knew what God's will was for the rest of my life, or maybe you're like, you know, I've been praying for God to, to show me his will. And the problem is, is you're, you're, you're asking the wrong question. Because what you want to know is what is God's plan for my life? What does God have planned for me? What does he have in store for my future? Oh, well, you want to know what choice or decisions that you should make. Uh, because you think maybe that, you know, that there's this path that you should be on. And if you make a certain wrong decision or wrong choice, then you're going to get off that path. And this, is, and, 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 and this is one thing that can absolutely change your life whenever you understand it. Because God's will is perfectly laid out for us in his word. Everything he wants you to know is in this book. Everything about him, everything about you, everything about his will is in this book. Now, I didn't say all the questions it answers. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that everything we need to know, he's told us in his word. And man, when you get that, when you, when you let that sink in, it is the most freeing thing in the whole world. Because then you start to realize that, you know, that, that, that there's not this specific path that God has laid out for my life. It's not like, like his will for my life is this set of decisions that I have to make. And then, you know, if I get off the path, then I'm out of God's will. That's not what his will is for your wife. life. His will for your life is for you to follow what he says in this book. That's it. That's his will. So how does prayer fit into this? Well, prayer is what aligns your will 
with God's will. It's what shows us and reveals to us the things in his word which are going to help us through whatever we are going through or whatever we're praying about at that time. He will never tell you in prayer what he has not already said in his word. Maybe I should say that again because sometimes we forget that. He will never tell you in prayer what he has not already said in his word. So are you saying that it's useless to request things of God? No, that's not what I'm saying at all, actually. Because absolutely you should request things of God. Paul just got done saying, uh, pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. John actually explains it a little further um, in John 5. He says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So we've got to stop looking for a yes or no answer when we pray. We got to. You want to know how God answers prayer? This is how he answers prayer. Oh, oh, oh you make a request of God. This is what he's going to do. That's how God answers prayer right there. Oh, that's how he answers our prayer requests. He's going to show to us and reveal in his word what he's already said because everything we need to know is already in his word. You know how people say that, you know, prayer is more for you than it is for God? It's true because it's not going to change God's mind, but he's going to change yours. He's going to change your heart. When we pray, we are aligning our will with God's will. And when, and when you fill up a church with people like that and people who pray to God like that, that is a very, very strong church. And lastly, the reason that you should be a prayerful church member is because your pastor needs it. Now, oh, well, what do I mean by that? Well, first off, obviously, you should be praying for your pastor. But Stephen, we don't have a pastor yet. Well, well yeah, you do. He's just not here yet. <laughs> he's, just, he's just somewhere else. Um, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be praying for him doesn't mean that you shouldn't pray that the Lord brings us his man at his time, that he is preparing him to lead our church and be a wise man of God. You should absolutely be praying for that. And when the Lord does bring him, you should continue to lift him up in prayer to the Lord. That's one way he needs it. But another way he needs it, another way he needs you to be a prayerful church member is because it takes a lot of stress off of him. And I just noticed this this week, actually, whenever I was talking to um, one of my youth and they were telling me about something they had been praying about. And I just felt this sense of calm and relief come over me. And it wasn't because like, you know, they were going through a tough time or anything, but because I knew that they were praying, that they were taking their faith into their own hands. And it was so relieving to me knowing that I'm not the only one interceding on their behalf. They're taking their faith into their own hands and they are cultivating this, their own relationship with the Lord. Like what a relief that would be if you were a pastor and you knew you didn't have to carry the whole weight of the church on your back when you prayed. But if you were a pastor and you knew that there were people in your church who are ascending that mountain themselves, who are ascending the mountain to the Lord. You know, it kind of reminds me of, of how in Exodus, when God told Moses um, that he was the only one who could come up the mountain to meet with God on Mount Sinai because the rest of the Israelites, they would have died uh, if they were going to be in God's presence. 
And so Moses would get finished talking to God, and he would come back down, and he would tell the people what God had said. But now that, that Christ has come, he has, he has ushered in his church. He has ushered in his kingdom, and his presence is, is, is with us all the time. If you are saved, his presence and his spirit is within you. We literally get to sit and speak with him whenever we want. Yet, for some reason, we are still so content with just hearing what God said to someone else. We're just so content with, 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 with hearing what he said to the preacher on Sundays. You know, we can go to God ourselves and be in his presence and talk to him, yet so often we choose to wait until one day of the week and hear what he said to the preacher. Like, why would we do that? Why would we settle for someone else's conversation with God and just hope that it's true, I guess? And when you can come to him and speak to him yourself, and you can ascend that mountain yourself. So let me ask you, how, how long has it been? How long has it been since you've gone up the mountain and just spoke with the Lord and been with him and heard him speak to you? How long? The preaching of the word of God, which, you know, we hear on Sundays, is just supposed to be a supplement to a daily routine, a weekly routine of being with the Lord and speaking with him. And I hope you are. I hope you are someone who has, who has a special time every day where you just get alone with him in this book and you just, and you just speak to him and listen, and listen to him speak to you what he has in his word. But, but maybe that's not you. Maybe, you know, you're like, Stephen, I've been content with not going up the mountain for so long. And I'd invite you to do that this morning. You know, we've talked about the why why you should be a prayerful church member. And so I thought about, you know, how, like, like what's practical about being a prayerful church member? And I just couldn't think of anything more practical than us just praying, us just praying. So for, uh, for just a little bit, I want us to just pray, uh, for us to just lift our voice as, as one body, as one heart, to just lift up our church, lift up our community, Lift up our future pastor because I can guarantee you whenever he gets here, whenever the Lord does bring his man to us, he will be so grateful to know that there are people that are praying for him all along. And so if you would, just right where you are, just bow your heads and close your eyes or just get into a posture of prayer, whatever that looks like for you. But I want to invite you to just call on the Lord this morning and feel his presence. No one's looking around. No one's... When no one's worried about whatever our neighbor's doing, we're just meeting with the Lord for just a minute and feeling his presence. If you would, just begin praying with thanksgiving. Thank him for all the many blessings in your life. Thank him for his, his presence here this morning. Thank him for this church and giving us a family and a community that we can meet with. 
next begin praying for yourself. Ask him to search you and reveal to you areas in your life that are hindering your relationship with him right now. Pray that he would help you become a more well-rounded church member. Then begin moving to praying for those people around you, for your neighbors. That God would bless them and their relationship with him would be strong. Next, would you, would you just pray for this church as a whole? That it would be a place focused on the mission at hand. Pray that we would be a well-rounded church, full of well-rounded members. that the Lord would, would have his hand on it and bless it and that it would just be an oasis of rescue and rest for the lost in this town. Next, begin praying for our search for a new pastor. That God would have his hand on that completely and bring his man at his time. That's, what, that's all we want. It's for him to bring his man at his time. Pray that he would give our pastor accountability team wisdom and discernment as they search and speak with potential prospects. Just pray that whoever, whoever he brings to us will be a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit who takes his job of shepherding and preaching the word seriously. Father, you have heard the prayers of your people. May you begin to align our hearts with yours. Align our will with your will. Show us the, the truths in your word that we need for this season we are going through. 
Let us be people who are well-rounded church members, people who regularly speak with you and sit in your presence daily. Teach us to pray, Lord. Train us to joyfully bow in worship. In Jesus' name, amen.